Hey everyone, welcome back to Human All Too Human. And if you haven't already, go check out our most recent episode, uh, episode four, the metaphysical trifecta, reconciling science, religion, and faith. is a very interesting episode, and one of our more personal ones to date. And today we're actually going to be airing our shared stories segment with my good friend Annabella, who's going to be talking about her faith, the Baha'i faith. And it's something I haven't heard of before, so I'm very interested in uh, digging right into it. And without further ado, Annabella, do you want to introduce yourself and we can get started? Yeah. Hi, I'm uh, Annabella. Um, as Chris said, we know each other from college, so um, I'm excited to be on the podcast. Very cool um, thing you're doing. Um, right now, I'm working in research, um, and yeah, I'm excited to have a conversation today. You, you probably sound like the least excited person to ever come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if it doesn't show, I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So you, uh, we actually talked about this beforehand, but but you actually suggested this topic, and it's um, it, so it seems like it's something very personal um, to you. Do you want to just give a little background on on, you know, why 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 you want to talk about this in the first place? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I listened to like one of your earlier episodes. I don't remember exactly. Oh, I apologize which one for was, that. But... I'm sorry you were subjected to it. <laughs> <laughs> work in progress no it's good um and i don't know it kind of like once you you were kind of reaching out about like people talking on the podcast i thought maybe um this would be a neat topic because i did grow up in the baha'i faith like most of my family is and my parents are uh baha'i so um it's definitely something it's something i've always been exposed to but i like, and we can get more into this, but it wasn't till recently um, that I kind of like delved into it for myself. And uh, like actually in the past year that I kind of dived into it myself and um, figured out why I align with it and what parts I align with. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good experience. And I figured I kind of want to like, I'm up for the challenge of uh, like having a conversation with it. So um that's kind of why i wanted to um and i'm yeah i'm excited to see where it goes oh don't worry it's it's no challenge to have a conversation with me <laughs> I'm, I'm woefully ignorant i was about to ask you actually if this was like something new because i've never heard of it but um yeah <laughs> but apparently apparently it isn't and i'm just completely ignorant that's that's interesting um, i mean this is like we're at the age where you know right after college where we tend to because you know nobody really has well not many people have a lot of time during college to figure out what sort of spirituality or lack of spirituality they want to pursue so now it's like you know a good time right so i'm not surprised that a lot of people and and we've seen this trend from the other podcast guests like start to delve mm -hmm. a little further deeper into their spirituality so this is something that you said you were you were raised in yeah and i think it's interesting you mentioned that because like this whole uh like religion versus spirituality like especially in our generation like you're seeing a lot of people like align with more like like align more like spiritual like spiritual practices and they say like i'm spiritual but i'm not religious and it's like this interesting um like moving away from religion um it, it's interesting um and i think it's like more in like our generation so i don't know like um the like as you said like the baha'i faith is a very new like one of the it's actually like one of the most recent religions um okay so i wasn't totally ignorant no about that. Okay. yeah most people <laughs> okay. really don't know about it so no you're no worries um yeah so um 
I don't know if you like, so you haven't heard about it before, but it, to give you kind of like, I guess a little bit of the history, like there's a, a lot, like to talk for hours about the history, but I mean, to kind of give a brief overview, it originated in um, Persia, which is now known as Iran, obviously. And then um, it was founded in mid 1800s. So yeah, it is one of the most recent religions. Oh wait, that's still mid eighteen hundreds. It's still a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's got a, it's got yeah. a, it's got a. I guess compared to other to it. religions, it's recent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, you know, you brought that point up earlier. I didn't realize that a lot of people made the distinction between spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm. They don't seem um, totally different to me. Not that, and not a, mm-hmm. not in a bad way at all. It's just how do how do people usually um, separate them? I, I don't know if you've heard that mm-hmm. yourself or like. In your, in your travels what have you heard that it isn't something that i've encountered yeah i think it's I, at least in my eyes like um and i don't know if this has to do with why people our age um or just people in general like, identify with one or the other but um in my eyes spirituality is more like this personal um like personal journey like it's more like an like inner work i guess while like religion is more like community-based like has to do more with like the we or like like people as like as a community so i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of how i view it oh it totally Um, does it totally does i mean i I wouldn't i'm not surprised because in in many ways religion has been um dogmatized a little bit so i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised that people um have have kind of shunned that in a direction for a more individual uh, spirituality yeah i mean that 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 was a perfect explanation i you uh, you have completely made this clear (laughs) yeah and I think like especially um like I guess with people our age it's like they want to pick like kind of pick out like what they like about certain religions or maybe like pick out what they like about spirituality and kind of like create their own uh I don't know like form of belief but um so yeah that is interesting to see yeah what what is so what is a follower of the Baha'i faith called a Baha'i yeah mm-hmm. okay okay and and then you said it has its origins in iran and i'm curious mm-hmm. um so so is this is this um did this arise as like a counter to because if i'm not mistaken unless i'm being ignorant a lot of people are muslim over there right so so yeah what, what, no you're where, right mm-hmm. where, where did this um did, did this come from a conflict with that where did this really arise from um so there was like a movement um and and it's it's like there's a lot of uh, history behind it and probably a lot that I don't know um, like I don't definitely don't claim to know everything um, but it, it, it from my understanding it um, arose from uh, a movement and yes like and it's interesting because a lot of religions do um, come about from uh, some sort of like I don't know I don't want to say violence but um, like some sort of like division so um it yes it did it originated in iran and um well persia at the time um and it it kind of came about um a lot of people were kind of having i guess disagreements and there was a movement and then this the baha'i faith came about through that um and like i said i i could really go into a lot about it but to put it like generally that's kind of how it came about um, and you asked earlier, like what, um, what a Baha'i believes, um, 
So it's this, so I can start out with like, Baha'is believe um, that there is one God. So that there's this like God slash creator. Um, and on it's like, you could call it, it is like seen as this like mystery of God. Um, like whether you call it a God, a great spirit, a higher power, um, regardless of what you call it, there is um, one God. So, um, and Baha'is believe that God will periodically reveal um, teachings through divine messengers. So you've probably heard of um, a lot of these divine teachers like Jesus, Moses, um, Abraham, the Buddha, Mohammed, to like name a few. Um, so Baha'is believe that um, Baha'u'llah, which is one of the latest of these teachers, um, to be the most recent. Um, and this kind of goes into this concept of progressive revelation. So the Baha'i faith is very progressive in that sense, um, that these divine teachers, some of the ones that I just listed, come um, throughout time to educate humanity spiritually, if that makes sense. So just as we're evolving like technologically, um, you know, cars, phones, etc. Um, you know, we're evolving materially. It's kind of like that in that sense, we're, we're also evolving um, spiritually. So um, these days, like humanity is pretty materially successful for the most part, but um, spiritually, it's pretty, um, pretty backwards in many aspects. So the idea is that these divine teachers come like periodically through history. And like, they essentially agree if you look at um, what they said from like actual people themselves, it's very much like in alignment if you really dive into like the writings of like the Buddha or the writings of Jesus, for example, it's uh, some elements are like very similar. It's difficult to tell them apart. Um, so that was a lot, but essentially um, that kind of covers like the, this uh, concept of progressive revolution, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm definitely happy to like clarify if uh, I tried to like explain it in the most simple way possible. No, that was that was really interesting. I'm, I'm like I have mm -hmm. so many questions because it's it's funny that you mentioned you know sometimes there's a lot of similarities and and it's blurred between divine figures, right? I've always found it super interesting how you can take a group of people, right, separate them you know across the continent. They'd never like had any sort of communication, and they develop um, sometimes these higher powers that contain like similar messages or similar uh, tenets or, or like you know I, I think you'd find in every major religion it's like the people are like don't kill each other right so i mean it's it's there's there's a really cool book out there called um the hero with a thousand faces and it's it's a similar story it's about how different cultures somehow like created this ideal hero who happens to embody a similar characteristic despite not having a uh, communication with each other um but but anywho uh, aside from that slight digression so it, it's it's funny because it seems super progressive as you mentioned it because a lot of like if I took um like the hardcore Christian and I asked them about the Buddha they'd be like what Buddha is like he's there's only one real God and it's not mm -hmm. Buddha but it sounds like the Baha'i you know they recognize a lot of these divine figures as in like they give um like legitimacy to to a whole group of people if if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And that's, that's the point. That's exactly the point is that, um, like Baha'is don't claim that there's one, like, like one true, uh, like divine teacher as we call it. Um, like Baha'is refer to these like divine teachers as like manifestations. So like if you, in my mind, like if you break down the word manifestation, like it's like manifest to like essentially like bring forth. So these divine teachers, like according to the Baha'i faith are not just like human beings that are like manifesting God, uh, like on this planet, if that makes sense, like giving God's word to human humanity for like whatever the specific people of the time and place that they're speaking to. So if you think about like, um, like the Buddha, like Muhammad, Jesus, like they came at different times, like this is what Baha'is believe that they came at different times to deliver a specific message to that time and place. Like if you think about hundreds of years ago versus now, um, the divine teacher that came at that time is delivering a message to that specific um, that was like time and place. And that's, you know, very different from what we need to hear now, um, as humanity. So, um, yeah, that's, that's essentially that idea. If that makes sense. That's really cool. So it's almost like need-based. It's like when humanity is in mm -hmm. need of a spiritual teacher, one is sent. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, so a bit, but these um, these divine prophets, they all have different ideas of what is like God, right? If you ask Muhammad who's God, and if you ask like you know, Abraham who's God, or or whatever, maybe I'm getting this mixed up, but they're they're not going to have exactly the same idea. So if you ask Baha'i, right, what 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 is who is God, right? Is he anthropomorphic, or is he just like a, a ball of energy? How how do you guys really look at that? Yeah, that's a good question because I think there's a lot of like. Uh, there's a lot of differences in like how like especially like these divine teachers like view it um and essentially like Baha'is believe um like as I said there's like this mystery of God and it's essentially God is unknowable um this like I can get behind force. that yeah I could definitely get behind that <laughs> yeah um and I mean it's and essentially like we're we don't like we can't know um like so wow God that's super like, like i've never heard like, of any sort of faith that that just concedes that like that says we'll never know right that's that's yeah extremely and interesting. i mean like even in like baha'i there's a lot of writings a lot of like it's even in prayers um like it's god is uh stated as this unknowable um creative force essentially um like in this universe and in like infinite number of universes universes so like yeah essentially god is unknowable and um i mean the like the high faith really promotes this idea of like independent investigation of truth um so like essentially like you like me as a person i can talk about like how like even though i grew up as a baha'i like and I was exposed to it a lot as a kid. Like I, I didn't come around to it until after college, like the past year that I like went through this phase of like doing a lot of research, like honestly looking at um, all like, I mean, as many 
from a religious like standpoint a lot of religions and like um the whole idea like concept of invest independent investigation of truth is like no one should just blindly follow anything whether it be a religion or something else so baha'is believe that um i mean whether that be like traditional beliefs without questioning examining it for yourself like uh, this is like one of the first principles of the faith so like every person like has the essentially duty to like investigate and decide what they believe on their own so um yeah like it's very encouraged that you make obviously make the decision on your own even um like whether it even aligns with you um so like back to me like i really went on this like period of researching reading investigating for myself um to find out like what resonated um and stuff like that yeah i mean how so if if in the baha'i the god is uh, unknowable right it's he's this mysterious he or she you know what it, mysterious mm -hmm. source how do we really give ourselves up to that and really make that leap of faith? It sounds like it's an it's it might even be a more difficult decision than a more conventional and older religions, right? Because they all establish that sort of God is universal and then you can get to know him. Where whereas in the Baha'i you can't. So it must be difficult to sort of make like really attune yourself to that faith because he is unknowable in 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 this regard. Yeah, um and I think um a big thing is like you although like god this god um is unknowable it the whole um i mean like through prayer meditation stuff like that um you develop this like nearness to god almost like um but it's not necessarily like i don't i don't know like in other religions it's like you I don't know this big like distinction of like being good versus bad and like not having a, like it's your personal relationship with God whatever that means um so like it's a very like personal thing I guess is the way I could explain it like um Baha'is believe like through prayer and um I guess meditation stuff like that um you can develop this like nearness to god and that relationship is like personal to you whatever that means yeah so are there any guiding factors like you know for instance christianity and, and so forth have the ten commandments right or is this strictly like that personal relationship between you or you and god um no i would say i mean it there there is definitely that element of like it is a personal uh relationship but um there are like guiding principles that um center around essentially like unity um so the baha'is share this common goal of like serving humanity and that also comes with like refining your your inner self in according like accordance with the teachings of um the faith so um like some of the prince i guess principles are like oneness of humanity and independent investigation of truth as i mentioned like common foundation of all religions um uh, like i went through the progressive revelation um so that essentially like all religions are one like that's a very big principle um equality of man and woman elimination of prejudice uh spiritual solution to like economic problems we have today um 
these are like guiding principles that center all center around like the core of the Baha'i faith, which is like unity. What what is the what do you, what do you mean by spiritual solutions to economic problems? Um. So. So I like. How can I explain this? Sorry, that was a difficult question. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just genuinely curious. No, yeah. I, um, so, like, the overarching, like, goal of these principles is to, like, eliminate barriers that keep people apart. So, mm -hmm. um, if you think about, like, even, like, borders in, like, you know, borders in, like, around the world. Um, like oh, so they'd be, yeah, so they'd be uh, more liberal on immigration and... and because that would be, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like that, like establishing like peace and oneness of humanity. So essentially um, back to like spiritual solution to economic problems, like um, Baha'is believe that with like peace and essentially like oneness of humanity, um, that is like the cornerstone of like the Baha'i faith and that um, through that and through like service and um community um we can like ultimately achieve that um like this like oneness of humanity not and like you know it, it is hard to like wrap your head around that um but i would hope so yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like it's definitely not this thing that's going to happen anytime soon but um that is like the driving force of the baha'i faith it's centered around um, very centered around compassion, love, service, um, um, and really ultimately drives back to that point of unity. That's a very liberating point of view. I mean, that's the pressing <laughs> question, right? Like what unifies humans yeah. together? And then, it, it, and then apparently it's this, you know, it's this passion, it's this love for each other. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I guess what my question is, I'm just curious because it's like it seems like throughout history humans have really demonstrated this violent tendency towards each yeah. other at times, right? So, so what 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 can we do, right, to sort of progress to this, um, you know, utopian uh, era where where no, like we all understand that we're we're all like sort of unified under that same banner, right? I mean, it's it's a mm -hmm. it's a it's a philosophical question, it's a religious question, sometimes it's even a scientific question. So, I guess. In, in your point of view, right? You don't even have to speak um, on behalf of Baha'i, right? Mm -hmm. are, are you, uh, wh wh where do you think we're progressing, right? Because it's not like, you know, I, I mean, I bet there's a lot of things that happened recently that make you, you know, that make you think, wow, that's, you know, humans can sometimes mm -hmm. suck, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think like, even if you think like currently, issues like the pandemic and like, climate change stuff that we're facing right now um it's ultimately from like um i mean it stems from like humans you know like um so and it kind of i guess going back to um how these like divine teachers will uh, like i mean i guess a lot of the problems that we face like these like issues are like human like stem from humans so like yeah, we are literally the cause I, of all I problems guess, yeah i mean and if you i guess from my point of view it's like if we can't like 
get past these like barriers and um, like divisions. It's like, how are we going to progress to like ultimately uh, be one? You know what I mean? Like even like issues with racism, um, like the Baha'i Faith talks a lot about that. Um, like eliminating prejudice of all kinds. And like, even, I mean, this was even talked about when very, very early on um, and by like one of these divine teachers. And at that time it was something that was so like, like you couldn't imagine um, someone talking about that. Even now it's like still an issue. Um, and there's definitely a long way to go, um, but I don't know. That that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I you know throughout these past five episodes. This is what I was telling Gavin the last episode. I was mm -hmm. like, man, I really started this podcast to try to be less confused about this whole human condition, <laughs> and I'm only just incredibly yeah, more I'm, confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm incredibly more perplexed despite learning so much from other people's perspective. So it doesn't sound like we're gonna solve. Um, that no. problem, anything. but I, I, you know, I really admire you for that because you know I have I have a kind of pessimistic view, right? And then the mm -hmm. idea that that humans can eventually break down all these barriers, it's it's like I'm like I, I don't know whether or not that can happen. I mean, what I talked about the very first podcast where I spoke for like five hours after the podcast ended, <laughs> like there was like <laughs> that, you know, the post podcast, and I was talking about, mm -hmm. I was thinking about uh, during COVID, it seems like there was a lot more division that happened. And usually, yeah. you know, the whole um, generic parable that, you know, we even see in stories is that humans sort of come together during times of difficulties. And I think there's been uh, sufficient enough evidence to say that there's been a lot more division as well. So, you know, if, if we have something like COVID causing more division uh, between humans, right, what, what does create more unity? And that's the pressing question. Mm -hmm. um, I can't answer it. I know you definitely like we both definitely cannot answer that. Mm -hmm. And and then that's the question that that remains, right? Especially for, um, you know, this particular faith that has an emphasis on unity. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's such an interesting question. And obviously yeah. still perplexed. And I'm going to keep talking right until I'm not perplexed. <laughs> so and it's never gonna happen. So this podcast is gonna go on for like 50 <laughs> seasons. I mean, I think that's the beauty of it. Like you just keep questioning and I mean, you might be able to narrow it a bit, but like, I don't know that even I'll ever, like, I don't know that we'll ever know. Um, but I really like your point about the pandemic and like what's going on and how um, from one point of view, it's like, has it divided us more in a way? Um, but then it kind of poses this question. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but like uh, maybe something like this needed to happen in order for us to kind of like, I don't know, like. Oh, to make the problems more evident. Yeah, to kind of like bring it to the surface. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's so true. I mean, it, there's nothing like, you know, everything locking down to show the world, like all the cracks <laughs> in society, right? And, you know, a lot of this stuff happened. And at first I was like, you know, a lot of the bad stuff, the racist stuff started happening. And I was like, yeah, what did you expect? Like, I never had a fully super optimistic view about humanity. And then, but like, as, you know, humans, we still get upset about the things that, that, that happen. So it's not good enough, you know, in my opinion, to just say, these are the things humans do. What can we do about it? Right. So obviously, um, we as people, we as society are going to try to solve these problems. But, you know, we've been trying to solve these problems for 
uh, centuries, and we've made some little progress, and hopefully we'll make a little more coming out of the pandemic. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, really, who knows? Hopefully, hopefully we will. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, as much as it it sucks and it's really, uh, it's it's. I think it's also definitely brought brought a lot of the like ugly sides of humanity and like humans and uh, honestly, like some like of the like selfish tendencies that we have. Um, but at the same time. Um, from another point of view, it's like maybe it's like forced us to be united in a way, even though it might not be like that evident. Um, you know, looking back on it, we we all had to kind of like, uh, even like when when we were all like locked in, like we all had to kind of do that in order for us to progress and get past it. Oh um, no, definitely. I mean, the, the the first episode that we ever did on Spotify, what was the result of, I was just thinking along with, with, you know, with some friends of mine, I was like, well, like people really have had probably the most time to themselves in any other point in their life. So like, you can't avoid those thoughts in your head anymore about, you know, who am I? What do I believe in? And, and I think that's the one thing that's going to be good coming that I know for sure certain is going to be good coming out of the pandemic, no matter like what you decided during this period of self introspection, right? Whether you think your life needs to be improved, whether you think your life is good or not, um, that's going to, that's automatically improvement. Like it might not seem like it if you, you know, went through the pandemic and you're like, God, my life sucks. Like, what am I doing? But ultimately, as you mentioned, this, it reveals, you know, the weaknesses that you need to improve. So I feel like a, a lot, I feel like, Hopefully, coming out, people are going to be more sure of, you know, who they are spiritually or, 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 you know, not spiritually. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, you like hit the nail on the head there because that's honestly why I kind of like had the urge to like dive more into like this religion that I was brought up into, but also like for myself, like, uh, like nobody asked me to do this. Like I wasn't forced on me. Like I just, you know, had this i wanted to and honestly it was because of the extra time i had so yeah, a lot it makes of free me wonder, time. like yeah. how many other people um maybe or even like not even from like a religious standpoint like just kind of like dove deeper into like their relationship with themselves yeah so um would you say that the same effect has been on your family who like your sister or your parents um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen it all around me, like even with friends, like just, I mean, people naturally, when you have more time to yourself, you start to like question certain things or maybe like are moved to do certain things, maybe things you never had time for that you always wanted to do. Um, and maybe, maybe deep down, this is always something I like, it, it definitely is always something I wanted to kind of dive deeper into and like find some truth in but I mean especially through college like you know we're all just busy um so it's easy to put off those things that maybe we want to you know want to do yeah I mean it's always it's always refreshing to hear you know, one of the things I always talk about is I wonder how many um people who are religious would be religious or in their certain religion if they're if it, if it wasn't brought in from their family but it sounds like you mm -hmm. you've, you've, you confirmed it for yourself so it's a, i mean that's always the most satisfying and it's it's refreshing to hear that yeah i think that's a really important point because um and i don't want to generalize but a lot of times when you like 
religion definitely has this like negative connotation um and i get why like there's a lot of violence behind a lot of religions but i mean um it it doesn't necessarily stem from like the message behind the religions it's like the people yeah that... it's, it's look look humans are yeah. gonna be even if, if they if it wasn't religion that started the crusades it would have been like anything else humans like to this like that's you know it comes back to are they ever going to be unified because humans can make up a lot of different excuses to hurt mm -hmm. one another i mean it's ridiculous yeah yeah definitely um and like yeah and i definitely don't deny that um i think yeah going back to like my uh like kind of why i came back around to it like although i grew up in it um it's very like big part of my upbringing like i i definitely like questioned it a lot and especially in college and i feel like with a lot of people that's like the period of time or just that age um it's like this time of like questioning and like what's right what's wrong um and i i feel like this past year i just dove into it for myself and like as i mentioned just like found what aligned more with me and i think um that's really important for people to do is like figure that out for themselves because i mean honestly a lot of people uh, like blindly follow something but at the end of the day can't really identify why it's just this thing that they um have always been surrounded by whether it's a religion or anything else um so i think it is kind of important to like step outside of yourself um and figure out what what it is you believe in why yeah i mean so what what was the thing that you questioned most did you ever um like was it your belief in a god were, were you ever a little shaky about this belief in a higher power that you cannot understand like what was the part that you needed to reinforce to really um, make this your own yeah i mean i think who like who isn't like i mean i i this is something i think about a lot um and to me <laughs> yeah i mean who doesn't question that um it, it's it's like kind of this difficult thing to like uh grasp uh very difficult thing to grasp um and i mean if i were to like pinpoint um like i mean when i was younger i had this foundation like this understanding of the baha'i faith um and I mean, it, it's hard for me to pinpoint the one thing, but I, I guess it goes back to like the like investigating for yourself, like that independent investigation of truth. Um, and the the Baha'i faith is very like big on that. It's like you don't just blindly follow anything. Um, you question it for yourself. Uh, and that period of like me investigating for myself and researching for myself um kind of allowed me to like get a deeper understanding and figure out what aligned with me um i think like the biggest thing for me i'm a very logical thinker um and i think a lot of people that um yeah and i don't want to generalize again but a lot of people that are like, more logical tend to lean more towards science and uh, kind of ties back to your previous episode. I listened to that one. Um, science and religion is very interesting. Um, and oh, I always want to like, enjoy talking to people. Duo. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I always enjoy talking to people about this because it's a very big, uh, it's actually one of the principles of the faith. Um, and there's a quote, um, it's, it's, it's like, religion without science is unbridled mysticism and superstition. Science without religion is unbridled materialism. And I think like, to me, that makes sense. And it might not make sense to uh, you or others, but um, I think like, and the whole point about the Baha'i faith is that there has to be this balance between um, science and religion. I No, I agree. I mean, one of the things we talked about earlier on and it was about, you know, strict rationalists, right? People who follow a sort mm -hmm. of a strict scientific point of view. And, you know, they tend to believe in things like determinism, right? And determinism does not help us understand anything about the position we're in spiritually or philosophically, right? If if everything we do is a product of a series of, of inputs that we've experienced, right? That that doesn't give us anything about why we're here, right? So so in, in a way, I do agree with you, right? Um, it's when you say when you classify it as strict materialism, it doesn't help you understand um, your position anymore. And, and we've always talked about um, the, the, the sort of moral and social implications. So it sounds like um, to shift a little bit um, aside, the Baha'i, you know, you can infer some social and ethical and moral principles, right? If if humans are all unified, then anything that sort of goes against that uni uh, unification is probably ethically wrong. Like racism, murder, and so forth, if, if I'm classifying that correctly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, yeah, and I, as I mentioned, like, I tend to think very logically, um, so I see why it can be, like, a difficult thing to kind of grasp. Um, but to me, it makes sense that there has to be this, like, balance. Um, it it can't be all science. And it also can't be all religion. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, that, that was the whole point of the last episode, right? Mm -hmm. Can we fit all? Can we fit religion, science, and philosophy? Like, it's like playing with those shapes, and then you have to put them into yeah. the. <laughs> and then you know, there's not enough. There's only a certain number of holes, and there's too many shapes, right? And you have to really figure out. But I think what what we came out of the last episode, it's really abundantly clear that we do need um, a, some sort of mixture of the three, right? Or or mm -hmm. in, in some various form. And, um, you know, people tend to skew a lot towards just one aspect of it. Right. And then that's, you know, that that's not necessarily the way to go, at least in, you know, Gavin and I's, uh, my, me and Gavin's mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, but, right. but, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it, it is like, and I don't like, I don't claim to like know uh, exactly why, like, or what it is like this relationship between like religion, science, even philosophy, like bring that in. Um, it's definitely something I'm still like figuring out for myself. And I honestly don't know if I'll ever figure out like the truth. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Like the unknown. Um, <laughs> you say beauty, I say it's terrifying. Because we're, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're mid twenties yeah, now. Yeah, we're mid twenties now. We still got, you know, a good while to go. and. The, Think that mm -hmm. we'll never figure it out i mean it's terrifying to, to think that i'll yeah. never know or we'll never know why we're here or what we're doing i mean i guess yeah you have to i mean that's the metaphysical point of it you have to figure it out right or you have to live with it right and it's interesting because you mentioned that's why you ultimately like started this um podcast is to kind of 
Uh, and I definitely like to know more about why you started it. Cause so you, you said it's to kind of, it's like your path to figuring it out ultimately. Yeah, or terrible mistake. <laughs> I should have remained ignorant. I should have remained ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> I should have remained ignorant. I should have just, I heard that little voice in my head and I was like, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should question this. And then it, it all turned out wrong. No, but yeah. So one of my, um, my one of my best friends, he, we, we grew up together. He's very, very, he's, he's very religious. Um, not in a bad way, right? He's very religious. So we often had had these sort of conversations. And back when we were younger, it was him being like, hey, you should, you know, explore this a little bit. And it was me, you know, being a jackass. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't believe in God. But, but you know, that obviously evolved into a more mature conversation. And he, he goes to school in California and lives in California. So we, we don't, we, we seldom have these sort of conversations. So when we do get a chance, you know, they're very productive nowadays. And then um, mm -hmm. he, he came to visit back in uh, Pennsylvania uh, when, like a few months ago. And then we were talking about this and then... Um, I had this idea and I was like, this is so interesting and I don't understand. Like I'm beginning to understand your point of view. You're beginning to understand my point of view. I still, I'm very confused. Why don't we start a podcast? And then uh, this is what had, it has evolved to. And as you said, I've learned so much and yet I am still so woefully ignorant. It's um, <laughs> like some that, yeah. like you, you think, you think that having a little bit more information would make these things clear. But like now <laughs> after, after we do this podcast, inevitably, I'm going to be like, what Annabella said is so interesting and so cool. Like I've never heard of a faith that's so like, that's so rational, right? I mean, a lot of people mm. take faith and rational rationality as antonyms, but it seems like this is like a pretty rational faith. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go discover some new things. I'm going to be even more confused. So, I mean, you know, we, well, I just, you know what? As we're talking, I just figure out we have we, we got to have a new motto for the podcast, right? We're learning something new about the human condition every day. Thank you, Annabella. We, we, we've now established a new motto for the podcast. And, you know, the irony behind that is there's never going to it's never going to stop. You can always learn something new about the human condition. So I guess I'm doomed to continually run this podcast forever. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think that that's really great, I think, because you you mentioned you and your friend have such uh differing point of points of view but at the end of the day you were able to kind of like um understand each other and i think that that is the the most important thing and i think being open um to hearing someone else's point of view because how are we like respecting that everyone is going to have their own view at the end of the day but also being able to um hear someone out and understand where they're coming from um that's the only way we're going to kind of refine our perspective and understand how maybe somebody else views uh i don't know the world like you know um so i think that's great and um glad i could help you uh figure out your your new motto for the podcast yeah thank you yeah you, you'll be credited <laughs> don't worry um I just had, yeah, I had you know another question popped into my mind. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. one of the reasons Christianity was—I um, I don't want to say easy. One of the reasons Christianity proliferated so much was because they have like a set structure. They're like, these are the Ten Commandments. The church was well established, right? The church, you know, whether or not they had their own agenda, sort of um, like they had this dictation, like this is what you must do to be like a good Christian or a good Catholic. So it's easier for people to follow. This, it almost seems counterintuitive to try to spread a faith that's so, um, I, I don't want to say unstructured, but like personal, because people without guidance, you know, people want guidance in a way. 
right? So if, you know, ultimately, if the end goal, right, for the Baha'i faith is unity among humans, you think you, you, you might even think that the, the fastest way to do that is to, you know, put down some 10 absolutes and tell everyone to follow it. But that's obviously antithetical to the whole faith, right? So you're in this kind of paradox where you want to spread this idea. But there's there's not so many absolutes that you can that you can place on the people to, to guide them so so um, so aggressively. Yeah, that's a good point. And I and I mean, I wouldn't say it's like completely unstructured. There's definitely um, these guiding principles. And um, we in the and I should mention, like in the Baha'i faith, there's no like no clergy, no like uh, like there's no like church churches nothing like that um it's all like any um like gatherings or anything like that like that we have would be like at somebody like at someone's house or like a community gathering um i think that's an important part about it um is that it's very driven by like the baha'is it's um, so personal and yeah, yeah and it's um baha'is are very encouraged to uh turn to like the writings of the divine teachers um i guess for like for truth and for like guidance so um that's kind of like at least the way i understand it like that's the way that's our like point of reference uh and like the way that i guess the way what you were asking like that's kind of our guidance and um there are definitely like like the principles i mentioned before that um kind of drive uh the faith yeah that's so interesting because a lot of the appeal from the more um like christianity and catholicism were the social Mm -hmm. aspects like the communions the gatherings that's how a lot of people found it right i mean it's like the like i don't know like if in in college when i was just joined a club right and we were starting out the club you know the the leaders always told us when new people show in through the door try to make friends with them and then you know they'll come back because they feel like they <laughs> mm-hmm. they have something to come to right and then you know that's in a way what christianity and catholicism did you know you invite everyone to these social gatherings you meet new people and then now you have an established a personal uh, relation whereas it seems like the baha'i faith is uh, they sort of you know remove that part of it and then they say you know this is something that's so strictly personal to you you discover it and then you discover other people who have also been on this path and then you know it goes on and on so I think that's very, I, I do admire that approach more. So I would say. Hmm. Yeah, it is interesting when you like put it that way, because um, a lot of different religions or faiths like have uh, their own way of like connecting to a, a God or whatever higher power they believe. Um, and you're right, like Christianity is very structured. So I think it's it's very interesting to like, uh, understand how different religions um, establish that connection because because it definitely varies um, but you know while it is a personal uh, relationship per- personal connection um, to a point um, there is this emphasis on community because how else can we um, achieve these goals or progress as a humanity if we're not like working together that's another you know the point well drives home the uh the core of it which is unity so how do you go about like what would your equivalent of a missionary be right if someone walked up to you and said tell me more about the baha'i faith and why should i be 
you know, a Baha'i? Like, what would you? And I know I'm asking a lot from you, Annabella, <laughs> but you know, I have faith. I have faith in. I have confidence in, in your answer. So that's why I'm just. I'm, I'm curious. Uh -huh. Um. So you're asking, like, if someone were to, like, like ask about ask about the Baha'i faith? Yeah. Like, right. Like be... because because you know Christianity and Catholicism, they sent out their missionaries and they said, this mm -hmm. is how you are saved from eternal damnation. And it sounds mm -hmm. like Baha'i faith. Um, it's not, it's not the emphasis on avoiding punishment. It's the emphasis on, you know, we're all humans. We can have, we can live a better life by breaking down these barriers. So I, like what, what, how, what is the, cause it doesn't sound like a, um, a faith that's very conducive to active conversion, right? Because it's such a personal no. thing, right? So how do you balance the, um, making it more ubiquitous in the world and then being making it such a personal thing if, if that question makes sense okay yeah i see what you're saying um no it's not it's not like that at all it's not like uh like we as baha'is like you don't um like you can't go to someone's door and be like this is what we believe in like you should convert like no that's not what it's about at all because we already have like... so many of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's not what it's about and i think if you think about it, the people like people that are, uh, and I think that goes back to why there's such a negative connotation um, to religion. It's like people feel like once they hear religion, they're like, "Oh, like I don't, I don't want to know about that." Like, <laughs> that I feel was the like perfect reaction. Like, yeah. <laughs> like our generation yeah. summed up in one sentence. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, and um, the whole point of the Baha'i faith is like. I mean, me as a Baha'i, like, my job is not to convert people. It's like, I mean, I can just, I can educate people. I can, like, spread the message or what we believe, but that's it. Um, it's not, it's not to, like, push someone to um, become a Baha'i or um, anything like that. It's, it's just to kind of, like, um, have these conversations, like what we're doing right now um and just like see each other's point of view yeah thank you you've now extended my podcast death sentence for so long because I'm, I'm actually <laughs> super interested and you know one of the connections i was like are the 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 logo for for the unofficial logo because i don't know if we're legally allowed to copyright it <laughs> um is is you know sisyphus pushing up the rock up the mountain right he's mm -hmm. doomed to continually push the rock up and down and in mm -hmm. a way this sort of reminds me of that eternal struggle right like having such a personal because if I'm thinking from a utopian standpoint, obviously, if everyone was like, we are all unified under one thing, the world would, would objectively probably be a lot, a lot better place, right? But it's this eternal yeah. struggle of how do you balance something that's so personal and also spread it, right? So it reminds me of, you know, the, Sis uh, the Sis Sisyphean struggle, right? And it's, and it's, it's very admirable in that way i mean thank mm -hmm. you for educating me annabella i can't believe i was so <laughs> ignorant about this before <laughs> well that's why you have this podcast you're uh you're learning you're, yeah the new model yeah. that we learned <laughs> we yeah, learned something new exactly every single i love day. it <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 wonderful and then um it almost seems like this is a religion that would have an older um follower base it, it do you think that's mm. possibly true because um, it's a lot of per it's it's a lot of personal connection and then obviously younger people are, are more immature i would say like i would make that categorization <laughs> and, and not be able to connect on that you know because if you gave a bunch of high schoolers or college students you told them go discover your faith then you know without you know like without following anything you've heard before go discover your faith like there's going to be like a lot of hands up in the air question marks right 
So, and if you mm-hmm. told like an older group that, I'm sure they'll they'd have like a more mature base to go off of. Yeah, that's interesting actually. Um I I'm not actually too sure. There's definitely like a good mix. Um um Baha'is are very um big on like youth being the future and um I mean obviously like build like building a strong foundation from that standpoint like youth are the future so like um there's a big emphasis on like young young people being educated and uh young people like um I mean I don't know if, if it's like one or the other but I would say it's a mix um and I don't really know what the like statistics are of people that grew up in the religion versus people that um maybe became Baha'is like later in life but I definitely like there's definitely a, a good portion of each for sure yeah I'm sorry that was an unfair question to throw at you I was just thinking out loud <laughs> oh, no, yeah. as, as I do oh. in the podcast you know a lot of the a lot of the um a lot of the feedback we've gotten a lot of tremendously positive feedback and the, the one thing that pops up all the time it's like Chris you should really stop talking so much <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it we're five episodes in and it's it's i still haven't listened but so i have um i'm looking just quickly online and then because i was very interested and then i'm looking at these bullet points and um it's on wikipedia so obviously it's not it, it might not be true but i'm looking <laughs> under the social principles um text column and it says obedience to government and non-involvement in partisan politics that's very interesting i didn't i didn't expect that one do, do you happen to have any color on that or detail yeah, so, I mean, by that, uh, at least from my understanding, and this is, like, my personal understanding, but, um, yeah, Baha'is, um, not necessarily, like, not being involved, like, Baha'is um, are, should be, like, informed on what's going on, but from, um, and not necessarily being neutral in uh, politics, but it's like not getting too involved to the point where it like consumes you. That's like my understanding of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that that, that does. And then I'm looking at the demographics. Mm-hmm. So um, a Baha'i published document reported about 5 million Baha'is in 1986. And it was the fastest growing like faith slash religion up till 2010. So, so it's yes. still not very sizable. It still has a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, there's Baha'is everywhere. Um, I think by now, like, I don't know the exact numbers. It's definitely, it's, it is one of the fastest growing um, religions. I do know that. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, it's very interesting um, how like you anywhere you go um and this is just something i i also read like anywhere you go any like continent any country like you will find a community of baha'is so it's very interesting how like widespread it has become yeah there's a lot of complexities here because i'm looking Mm -hmm. under social practices and it says abstaining from partisan politics is required that's a very interesting requirement to make of people right Mm and then yeah i mean yeah i guess like who so this is from i'm, I'm sorry what is the man's name again baha'u'allah yeah okay so mm-hmm. so these are some things that he set down and obviously they're very fluid i mean but but that's that, that just jumped out at me right 
mm-hmm. abstaining from yeah. partisan politics is required. I mean, because it's such a personal thing, right? As you described it to mm-hmm. me. So having, you know, having someone come tell you, but you also can't do this seems a little bit like so. So I guess you right. do have to deal with, I mean, any sort of religion or, or faith, mm-hmm. right? It's they're going to it's like humans are are like I'm, I'm, he's obviously a human. Humans are going to be in somewhat of control over it. So they're going to do what humans do and um, establish some things that might not be completely conducive to the actual religion but i guess that's another right. like it's like another hurdle right you have to like figure out what is what is your personal connection and then not what you know anybody tells you yeah and it's kind of, it kind of goes back to your point about like how can i mean how can we progress and like become quote unquote like unified if we aren't um all like i mean I forget what I was trying to say. Um. <laughs> I, I, no, but, but, but we understand. The whole the whole idea is we need to slowly become more and more understanding of each other, or else like right. the whole shitty human existence that's been going on is gonna keep going on, right? The whole moral uh, degradation, as we call it, right? And then it's, um, I mean, it's 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 the question that's everyone's trying to solve, right? This this whole era of decadence. I mean, you said it before. Spiritually, the population is probably you know declining, despite. Or spiritual, like when we talk about things in terms of spirituality, we talk about things like intelligence, uh, intelligently seeking spirituality. You know that that line is like kind of flat to down if we think about what it compares to like uh, the actual physical material um, point of life. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like how can we uh, progress? Like I guess because you were saying like we need some kind of structure. Like if you told every single person go go do whatever you think is right. Like it would be a mess. And we've all seen the purge right there. This. <laughs> oh it, yeah. It's exactly like that. If you told everyone just do whatever you want. Like there needs to be some structure. And I think that's where like, um, that's where I think the division tends to be like, what, what is that structure that we need? So, and it's something that we're figuring out. Yeah. Can you talk about this universal house of justice? What, what is that? Mm-hmm. So, um, Essentially, um, they so the Universal House of Justice is uh, is essentially like not the gov- like governing, but uh, it's like the rep- represent representatives of the faith. Um, so it's a group of individuals that essentially represent the faith um, and do they will put out messages um, and kind of like um, essentially like update. uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to like describe it to you, but um, yeah, that's the best way I could explain is like um, they'll put out messages um, regarding the Baha'i faith and it's kind of like governing council of the Baha'i faith. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So who who elects these these people? Um. So. I'm sorry. Wait. This uh, is this is an unfair unfair question to ask of you because it's like a very nitty gritty stuff. I was just curious. Like, um, I, I'm reading out loud now, so so I, I'll spare mm-hmm. you the because I like I, I I wouldn't expect you to know all these these stupid details that I think out loud. Um. So the Universal House of Justice is elected through a secret ballot. That's interesting in a three-stage election by adult Baha'is throughout the whole world. That sounds like a huge pain in the ass to organize. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, so like, it's, yeah, no, you're right. Um, they, 
House Universal House of Justice members are elected by Baha'is. So people that are Baha'is and um, to, so to be like, I guess, declare yourself as a Baha'i, like 15 is like the age of uh, spiritual maturity is what we say. So like oh, that's, that's a little young. Wow. So above 15. Uh, yeah. 15. Like if you asked you me can... when I was 15, I, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a mess. um yeah so (laughs) that's really cool i like the name the universal house of justice like they really they Um, really hit the nail on the head (laughs) yeah so and as i mentioned like the baha'i faith doesn't have like clergy like churches or anything like that but there are uh um not temples but like houses they're called houses of worship and there is I believe one on every continent right now and they are um if you look them up like they're actually really neat looking like the architecture is very cool um yeah there's one on every continent i believe they're building a few more in different countries as well yeah no i'm looking at the architecture right now it's it's, it's very like it's <laughs> it's I, i'm looking at the universal house of justice it almost looks like mm-hmm. the capitol building and the white house like kind of smashed mm-hmm. together like it looks really nice so are there, do you guys have, um, do, do, do the Baha'is have festivals of any sort, any sort of holidays? Like where, because if you're sort of giving this legitimacy to all of the manifestations of God, right? Like Buddha, Jesus, mm-hmm. Muhammad, they all have, you know, they all put different emphasis on emphasis on different days, right? So, so are all of these holidays then meaningful to the Baha'i? Uh, yeah, there's, um, I mean, there's a specific, like, we call them, like, holy days. Um, there's a lot of them, um, but, and a lot of them are, like, you know, birth of, uh, birth of a lot of the spiritual teachers. That, um, those are a lot of the main ones, and um, um, there's a high New Year, um, a lot there's a lot of different ones um that you might that you would see um but yes we have like specific they're called like holy days um that are like celebrated in different ways yeah so i guess it's interesting because it sounds like if we're talking about unity that then you know obviously racism is rejected and that also means any sort of like superized, supercharged nationalism is rejected. And then we've seen in a lot of previous cases where religion has led to forms of nationalism, right? Um, uh, you know, especially in, in the deep south in America, for instance. So, so it's 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 interesting to see that a faith has expressly um, shown disapproval for like strict nationalism just in the way that they've established their tenets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you point that out because it it is it does stem from like a lot of the division does stem from that. So um, I wouldn't like it's something that you would like refrain from. And that's not it's not saying like don't get involved. It's like don't like I said before like don't let it um, completely consume like your. Uh, way of thinking um be able to kind of like take yourself out of it um so that's from my understanding and i think um it is an interesting uh 
tenant of the faith for sure and i think it's going to develop in, in a more interesting way because it's mm -hmm. it looks like right now the demographic is major like it's uh, since it's it's a smaller religion the, the demographics are um concentrated in, in sort of one ethnicity right so mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how that develops so like when i'm just me thinking out loud again if i'm if i'm thinking that the nine seats uh, of the universal house of justice are elected they're obviously going to be elected by the country with the most practitioners so it looks like like india and iran that automatically like sort of skews the diversity in one way so it'll be interesting to see how how the faith develops once um because it looks like it's expanding in the u.s and latin america and mm -hmm. then you know maybe people from other all kinds of like if it would be so cool you know this is this is the point i'm getting at if the if the universal house of justice and its nine seats had like one seat and then there was one person from each ethnicity i think mm -hmm. that would top it all mm -hmm. off like that like that would be the perfect representation of how to seat like the universal house of justice yeah it's a very interesting thought actually yeah and i'm looking at this lotus temple um it looks mm. very very cool for all our um listeners out there it's it's in new delhi india and it looks like an unfolding lotus flower and that's so cool yeah that one's amazing um yeah my sister is actually at the one in uh the main temple in uh israel right now Oh, uh, she's in, she's in, oh, she's in Israel right now. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it so? Is it the Baha'i Gardens? Is that is that part yes. of it? Yes. Oh my God, yes. that looks so picturesque. Oh my God, wow. It almost looks like <laughs> um, it looks like the outside of Versailles a little bit. <laughs> they really wow. They, they really know how to design these things, and it's only been yeah. Uh, they're they're incredible. Wow. And if you notice, they all have like um, the nine sides nine sides or nine points the so the nine pointed stars like the symbol of the um of the Baha'i faith oh and that's for the nine seats mm. yeah nine is a very uh i don't know the actual reason but nine is a um i guess holy number um so that's why like nine is uh nine nine sides nine nine points yeah okay interesting it's i've never that's true there have been like a lot of religious numbers established previously i've never quite understood that but it looks like nine is probably a lot of significance here so what would they because it's it's a very recent faith so when i hear like and then what what do you guys consider sacred then like sacred texts or so forth because obviously things are pretty recent right so do you go off of the older religions that you obviously give legitimacy to or like are there are there new scripts that that will eventually become sacred i'm just curious about that yeah that's a good question um baha'is are i mean we are encouraged to like read everything like the bible like any like we're encouraged to read um, and understand everything. Um, there are like specific texts, like I mentioned, um, from Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder of the faith um, that he revealed um, when he was alive and have now become uh, texts that are commonly read. They've been published into books, um, prayers that were revealed by um, different spiritual teachers, um, Baha'u'llah's son um, also revealed a lot of uh, texts. So um, yeah, a lot of those like it's very Baha'is are encouraged to read um, to read those, um, and a lot of them are very 
um, very difficult to get through. Like they're very um, dense, like very, oh, like, yeah, especially yeah. like the vocabulary. I could imagine. Um, so it's people have said that about my podcast. Study that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or. <laughs> it's not. It was never a compliment towards my podcast, at least. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, like if any book that has to deal with like spirituality has got to be like written like that, right. right? You can't simplify something as 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 important as you know human salvation. So I understand. My podcast is obviously mm -hmm. not that important, and I somehow still <laughs> somehow it gives people a lot of difficulty listening to me, but. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> okay everybody thank you for joining us today on episode 5 where we explored Baha'i faith with Annabella learned um, a lot of new interesting things and um, it's definitely one of the more interesting faiths that I've encountered recently and we're going to put this on Spotify soon but with that Annabella is there anything you want to say to our listeners is there any platform you want to direct their attention to please go ahead yeah um, it's been great to uh talk about it with you have this conversation um i would say um i mean if anyone is interested in learning more definitely do your do your research and that goes with anything um learn for yourself and um investigate uh talk to people uh, develop your own point of view i think it's very important um but if you are interested in learning more about the Baha'i faith, um, I would point you to Baha'i.org. It's like the best, uh, most reliable source and um, can learn more about it if you're interested. But uh, yeah, it's been great to talk about it with you, Chris. Thank you for having me, having me here. <laughs>